Robots Radio. Games. Lore. Stories. Community. Just press play. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If. Only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey guys, it's it's Dave DeVito. Um, I'm just coming here to say uh, that I love the Fallout app, and I would like to tell you about the service that they use to make this podcast. It's called Anchor. The best thing about Anchor is it's free. You don't have to pay anything. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your own podcast right from your phone or computer. Now, you can even add songs from Spotify directly to the episodes. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you, so you can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can now make money for your podcast with very little, uh, minimum, little, little, little listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Thanks, guys. Your attention, please. Your attention, please. This is your official civil defense broadcaster. One of the greatest threats would be radioactive fallout. Uranium fever. Where fallout is heaviest, it can even kill those who have not taken proper shelter. Broadcasting deep underground in a questionably constructed survivalist bunker is Dave Chaffins and Kenneth Vigue, and your host as always, Mr. Robots. This episode of the Fallout Hub is brought to you by the Massachusetts Institute of Technology. Open enrollment for advanced robotics courses starts now. Totally nothing sketchy going on. Nope, not at all. Welcome, everybody, to the Fallout Hub. <laughs> there are sirens in the back. This is Everything funny. is perfectly fine. Don't worry about us. Listen, <laughs> you listen, when you, the show. when you live near the responders, oh, you know, the, the fire breathers, as we call them here in Charleston, you just, <laughs> you just get a lot of their noise. Um, and, and you gotta, you gotta remember that the scorched are always out there and they're always going to be there to respond to such things. 
Yes, it's a good thing that they're there. Welcome back, everybody. This is the Fallout Hub. I am your host, Tom, or Robots, and thank you for joining us again. We're back. Things have been kind of slow over the last few months, so we haven't done a ton of episodes, but we're back again to talk about some of the things going on in Fallout 76, and I am here with my co-hosts, Dave Chaffins. What's up, hello, Mr. Chaffins? Um, the ceiling, Tom. The ceiling is up. And you know what? You should feel dumb for even asking me such a question. <laughs> <laughs> You're correct, and I do. And Ken, Ken, welcome, Kennethy. Hello, <laughs> hello, hello. So, so friends, how is how is fall at seventy six treating you? How's the season going? Good. I haven't made much progress on the season. Um, no, I no, no, I'm about I, I'm about twenty five percent of the way through. I have the problem. I have the problem of. When I get to play, when I get into play Fallout 76, and I've done a daily op or two, and then I'm like, ah, what else am I going to do? What do I feel like doing? Really, what I feel like doing is playing Fallout 4, so then I just go play Fallout 4. Really? What, what is it about Fallout 4 that you'd rather be, be doing? It's like, I have spent so much time in 76... That things, it's like when you when you haven't read a book for like like six or seven years, and then you go. I guess it's been what six years since Fallout Four. Fallout Four. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Um, no. Yeah. It's been like six years. No. Um, I think a little less. It's. I think it's like five and a half. Five. It, like it, the end of this year will be six years because it launched in the in the fall. Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah. I have gone back and. I guess kind of dug dug back into that, but then I go back to seventy six, and so I'm like playing playing two games at a time, and the differences in them. It's like I'm trying to I play them both the same way now, but some of the things are just like slightly different, and so there's like a just a strange overlap going. You know what gets me is the fact that that's almost pauses time, like. I forget that that happens, and then I go back to Fallout 4, and I'll play Fallout 4, and I'll be like, oh, everything stops. Okay. I get more time to think. Or, like, opening your Pip-Boy pauses time. Like, this Mm. idea that, like, in Fallout 4, if you were ever overwhelmed in a situation, you could just, like, nope out for a second, eat a bunch of food, or do whatever you need to, and then continue with the battle. And Fallout 76 doesn't work like that. It's like, uh, I'm just in it, and I gotta do what I gotta do, because there's no pausing. Yeah, it's interesting, and and that's is that like how I would play it is is, is different because like as you said like that's an, and four it gives you kind of a reprieve to be like okay where am I at strategically what shots do I want to make where vats in seventy six is more about building your crits which mm-hmm. is like if you're doing any kind of like automatic build that's pretty much key um, to getting your really uh, I mean really high damage and if you're getting you know if you have any kind of like limb modifier and a legendary weapon or something like that, you're always going to want to be going for the head or be going for a certain part of, uh, of their body. And so sometimes it's when they're moving, it's hard to do that. And so that's kind of, you can have a VATS build, but it's different from any other fallout game, which, which is, which is interesting, um, especially mm-hmm. for, for moving it into an online um, world. Right. Yeah. It's weird. I feel like we're having a conversation that we, probably should have had two years ago when the game was brand new no, I mean, <laughs> but it's like well, we're, we're rediscovering have... this because we're going back to fallout 4 sometimes to play it and then going oh yeah it is different it's like it's like the same conversation just two years removed it's it's interesting mm-hmm. yep. yeah 
And you don't want to be the thing about I think in Fallout Four when you're in the thick of it when you're in like there's like four ghouls coming at you you want to activate that so that you can be like okay I'm gonna do two shots on this ghoul and then I know there's a ghoul behind them so that I'm gonna do two shots on them and I know mm-hmm. that those two shots will hit that first so you're like kind of doing like a, a math equation when if you've got four ghouls coming at you in Fallout seventy six you're not thinking about that so you're just like spray and pay like. And yeah, spray and pray. And or poor pay. You can just pay yeah, them to leave. Pay. Get out of yeah. here, ghouls. Yeah. yeah, coin coin gun. You know. Yeah, those were not feral ghouls. They they take bribes. Yes, um, uh, they have a gambling addiction as well as a, <laughs> an addiction to to human flesh. <laughs> so, um, speaking about people who are uh, a little bit crazed and and not quite sane, uh, one of the cool things that happened this week. Just kind of throw this before we get to the the news topic. Uh, Ken has been building a. A really cool camp uh, based on Bioshock, which of course has crazies in it, just like any other game that we all enjoy. Um, how's that going? I, I've seen the images. I haven't visited myself, but it looks really cool. Yeah, it's been. Uh, it was a wild build. Um, somebody asked me today how that got started, and in trying to fill the atrium, when you have something that huge, I had no idea what to do. Um, so I was just playing around with the, the greenhouse walls in there and then took, um, now that, you know, gravity is suspended in there. Um, Mm -hmm. I wanted to see how creative I could be. So I took one of the lights and then hung streamers to the bottom of it. And I'm like, that kind of looks like a jellyfish. And then I was remembering in, in Bioshock, um, particularly the remastered version when you're getting Andrew Ryan's spiel and the screen goes down, you see rapture for the first time. You know, you see the mm-hmm. jellyfish there, and I thought, well... That you go down the submersible, out. yeah. Yeah. So I started uh, over the span of two weeks, taking all three shelters, connecting them, and recreating the first levels of Bioshock. Um, and I went back, reinstalled Bioshock Remastered, and uh, had some plen- fun playing the, the first few levels of that. Um, and it's amazing how well the Bioshock aesthetic fits the fallout aesthetic i think because they're they're both kind of parallel uh like a a distorted version of of 1950s ish uh or art deco um americana yeah 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 and they both have kind of that retro futurism thing going in their own ways Mm -hmm. if you went into like a really like like if if like the Greenbrier or the white spring or whatever has more of that bioshock vibe um for just in fallout games in general just because of the luxury of it i feel like um and so it's if there was more luxury places because like most of the time in fallout you're like here's the gymnasium here's the gas station here like it's very uh going through the middle class or some government building of some sort or yeah military it, operation the a- average americana type stuff that you just come across every day right right I, i'm curious what like a a, a remastered like tin penny tower what that could look like um yeah when it comes to that style um i'm i loved like the art deco stuff um yeah pay no mind to my 1920s house with my <laughs> weird chandeliers and <laughs> strange things but <laughs> well cool um is there a way for people to visit? Or they just have to find you in game. Is they have that the to find really, you in game. And, that's uh, just really the way to do it, I guess. Yeah. If uh, I mean, if you're on PC, you can come visit. We had um, 
we did a get-together last Friday night, and a bunch of people hung out in there. We staged a splicer battle for a video that I did that I dropped on YouTube. Um, nice. Um, which is how PC Gamer Magazine did a write-up on it. Um, I posted the video to Reddit. I think it got something like 1,300 upvotes. Um, so one of the reporters was browsing through there who just got into Fallout 76, found it, and uh, she shares an, an equal love with me for Bioshock and Fallout. Um, mm-hmm. So she she took a look at some of the pictures in the video and uh, hopped on in. Yeah, I, nice I got congrats. around reading got around reading that article um, uh, last week. Or I, I, I'm, time is time doesn't mean time anything to me anymore. Um, but then that sent me down a rabbit hole of um, oh, what other, have people made other Bioshock stuff like of of mods or what have you? But then I found out that somebody had done a. Um, uh, recreated the entire Disney World ride of uh, I think it's Twenty Thousand Leagues Under the Sea um, in <laughs> VR, so you can go on YouTube and literally ride the ride. That and, and it is oh, like wild. very going through because it, 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 you know Disney World is all about this like we like nineteen fifties nostalgia, um, and that ride is particular to like oh we're going to use bubbles to uh, do scene transitions and you're in the submarine and you're going around and there's this narrator and uh, then that had me watching that so I always love I always love seeing the Bioshock stuff it's pretty oh, yeah. cool yeah yeah very cool well anything else uh, going on in the community or with you guys before we want to move on to news and some other discussion Nope, that looks like no, a no. No, I, I sorry. We should we should we should say something instead of just like remaining silent. That sounds like something that a seasoned podcaster would do. Um, uh-huh. Which in this case, I require no seasoning. Um, I'm no seasoning. Yeah. <laughs> well, all I'm right then. My NACL. Well, Dave, let's move into news. What do we have going on in Fallout coming up? Yeah, there's going to be light news. Um, from pretty much here on out, you know, I let me. Normally, I come off as the anchor of the news, not the anchor, but more more the reporter in the field. But let me go and be a weatherman here for a minute. And the forecast for news here, uh, I'm just saying, in the next few months, is going to be pretty small, um, just because January, February, March is generally a um, a time that they don't do much um, in '76 and kind of kind of chill out and wait for spring. And generally, there's some big spring changes or uh, an update or, or, or something going on well, last year uh, we got wastelanders launching uh right at the end of the winter right end of winter yeah. early spring yeah. it was yeah. sometime around uh, yeah. was, what yeah. March? March. march can you guys believe that they launched that in the covid pandemic can you believe that it was wild that is like, and that was true even like, they did they did that wasn't even like oh we've had some months to to get used to it it was like here's the launch date didn't they, they only it push out. it back like a week or two? Wasn't yeah, that the news back then? Yeah. It was April. It, it, it got pushed. It was originally going to be March, but it got pushed back to April. I think that's if I. Yeah, I, I'm looking at the data now. It was actually launched on the 14th of April. So I think they ended up pushing it back just like two weeks. Yeah. Um, that's nuts. That's crazy. That's insane. So you think we'll get another something in March or April? You think that'll be the next big thing? I mean, we're waiting for this. Are we waiting for more of the Brotherhood Steel quest line, or am I? Yeah, I think we're gonna get. I have a the- feeling we're gonna get the rest of that Brotherhood of Steel situation. We're gonna, um, we're gonna figure mm-hmm. out, figure out what happened, you know? Or right. And if they give us a casual situation instead, I'm cool with that as well. Yeah, if they give us a casual situation, then that's all right. But no, 
Paladin <laughs> Romani getting real casual, tucking that coffee cup with hot coffee right into her pocket. Oh, Paladin Spumoni. Doing she knows what's up. Mm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So what do we know about what's coming out? What's up? What do we know about what's up? Wait, oh, uh, so getting out of my... Uh, <laughs> let me step up to the, uh, the green screen here out of the weather station. Um, uh, what we do know is that uh, here soon, in just a few days, there will be a double XP event that runs January 21st to the 25th. Uh, which is really nice. I would recommend yeah. everybody go on, do some events, do some daily ops, uh, get yourself that double XP. If you're looking to like level up a character, I feel like sometimes I had to do. So I had an achievement bug, um, be, and it's not it's not like a, a a bug for my game. It's just because I was a beta player and the levels all got kind of thrown off, and some of my leveling achievements happened. So I hit all the normal ones, except for the level 100 achievement on my main character. So I had to go to a second character and level them up to 100. And it gets pretty boring after 50, like, as far as, like, leveling up. It's just like, oh, another level. Um, So I'd recommend anybody who is thinking about doing that or is looking at, you know, doing leveling past 50. um, That's a great time to do it and knock that out. Because, I mean... See, it's more bang for your buck, you know. It's, in fact, right. I would say it's twice. It's about it's about double. I would it's say true. That's true. About, mm. It's about twice as much. Um, other than just taking advantage of the XP bonus, there are there any other tips you would have for for making sure that you are compounding that in any way? Um, kill things. Um, kill everything. Kill lots uh, of things. That is, the, I, I mean. When you're looking at like super mutant events, um, going to West Tech, going to these different areas, like just get in a grind of it. Um, go do the, the people always forget about the um, Watoga High School event where it's just like ghouls and ghouls and ghouls and ghouls. And I mean, if you I and lots love of murder, me some monster mash, and then you get candy, and then you get like murder. there's all kinds of good, mm-hmm. um, uh, like. Yeah, what's what's the one I need? Like plastic? There's all kinds of plastic there too. So you can go get some, yeah, you can go get some plastic while you're there. That's yeah. always that's always a really good event. And then sometimes sh- somebody shows up that's thinking the same thing, and there's a little bit of PvP. And if that happens, just roll with it because it's always fun. It's never. It's, I've never had a bad time. <laughs> we do a like, lot I've of got, PvP in there, and it's a lot of fun. Yeah, like it's. It's always fun. It's always very interesting. And there's enough corners that people can hide behind. So uh, a lot of the time if you're doing PvP out in the wilderness, you're getting people that are like, you know, shooting from a mile away that use some sort of like junkies uh, uh, electro world gun. I can't name that. The Tesla rifle. <laughs> the electro world gun. Otherwise known as the electro world. <laughs> Oh man, uh, that, right. that happens a lot to me. Uh, so I'll just you know, you know, take every day. Is it carpe diem? As they say, as they say, as they say in Rome, carpe diem. Uh, I also would recommend opening lunchboxes that give you extra XP. Yeah, making sure you're true. part of uh, what is it, the casual groups, because that'll increase your bonus. Um, I think there's a few other things you can do, but they they slip my mind right now. Uh, but yeah, take advantage of that. Love, yeah. Level it up. Get that. Um, what's the what's the one mutation that it gives you plus two to all your special whenever you're in a group? Mm. What do you call that? Oh, I uh, forgot the name of the mutation. 
Herd mentality. Herd mentality. Here's a pro tip. Here's a pro tip of how to cheat the system. Just get that, and then every time you log on, even if it's a private server, join a, a, a public group, and you get the benefits. Yep. So that gives you two extra points of intelligence, which scales with how much experience you have. And then you get a bunch of other extras and bonuses. It's like, you know, it's 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 like the promise of going to Thanksgiving without your family, um, that you get all the same good feelings and 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 food. <laughs> you eat all you the turkey see them. <laughs> without any of the awkward conversations. You yeah. get all the gravy without the awkward fixins. Right. Nice. Perfect. All right. Is, well, now that we've what? solved you all know what? of that. This is an advertisement for KFC. Throw everything aside. We are now full We're, we're a sponsor. That is our, our sponsor. Yeah, KFC is our sponsor. And um, KFC is also sponsoring our announcement of the next thing coming up the week after that. They're not actually sponsoring the event. They're sponsoring our announcement of the event. Our announcement. Oh, okay. Okay. Here's the yeah. announcement. Sorry. Um, KFC brings you the announcement of that there's a script surplus event running January 28th through February 1st. So. I'm pretty sure that's... I always get confused because there's a lot of double this, double that, hold the yeah. mayo, you know, no fries on the side kind of situation. Um, but I'm pretty sure that this is like they extend the amount, the, like the cap, right? Is that what... Like there's like a cap. Is that what I'm talking uh, about? Am I talking... Ken, you would know better than I do. I forget I these. I think things. it doubles the allotment yes. that you can get yeah. like when you sell stuff. Because I'm always okay. Like yes. it doesn't take much to like you do a daily op. You you fight some things off an event. You pick up some crap, and then all of a sudden you've got like four or five legendary things that you want to get rid of. Right. And then you go sell them, and then you're like, sell this, sell this, sell this. Er, er, can't sell anymore. Don't have enough. And then you're like, okay, gotta wait till tomorrow. Sell that other one. So I'm constantly hitting like the top of my limit for how many things I can store in my. You know, and then I'm in. Uh, I'm like, do I drop this thing? It's worth script. Do I? I can't scrap it, but I can't put it anywhere. So do I carry it on me? And then I just can't collect as many things because I'm running out of weight yeah. limit. It's um, so it is nice to be able to just like, you know, all the things you collect from all the event you're doing in the double XP, go sell it all that next week. Get rid of it all. There are some limits in this game that should not exist. Um, so, so that we should be in Mean Girls and say that the limit does not exist when it really, it, it does exist. Um, and script is one of those. Like the amount you're supposed to sell. I guess that's to prevent cheating. I, I, I don't know. I don't know I because guess. most of the time when you use the script and you go to Mama and you buy stuff. You have to like it's like playing the lottery. You like it's a gachapon machine, right? Like you're like, pull the yeah. crank. What do I get? Oh no, don't want that. Pull the crank. What do I get? Oh, I don't want that. Pull the crank. What do I get? Oh, I don't want that. Go sell that stuff. Pull the crank some more. What do I get? Oh, I don't want that. And then eventually What's you get something. And you're like, mm, maybe this is okay. I'll hold on to it and see if I use it. Or maybe this is good enough to sell. So right. I'll put it in my shop. Um, and then, you know, on the very rare event, you get something, you're like, oh, this is actually really cool. I hadn't considered this. This looks nice. Maybe I'll build a, an alternate build around that or whatever. But you can't do that with a script limit because you, know, you can only do it so much. And then you're just like, okay, now I have to go do other things. It would be nice to be able to just like, I don't know, clean your house full of all your crap, play the, play the random slot machine as much as you can and just get the stuff you need and then move on. Right. Um, 
Because, I mean, if they do that, then you, if you increase your stash to, to 1,200 pounds, and let's say you're a Fallout First member, you won't, like, you just won't need any, any stash space unless you want to have, like, you know, one of every weapon or something like that. Like, because that's what, that's what my stash fills up with is, is, um, legendary weapons that I'm just like, oh, I have this three star broadsider. And that's probably like I have to prioritize the weight of objects by when I sell them. And so by the end of it, I have like two star machetes that just kind of fill up, or like a pool cue or some dumb shit like that. Yeah, just they yeah. just fill right. it up. Um, right, right, and and it just sits in there until you finally just didn't happen to collect enough stuff that you you can sell that day. Right. So you just, you just wait until you have enough room to sell it. Um, yeah, it's 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 odd, but. Hey, yeah, here's here's my campaign. Is that we need to get rid of script limits. Um, it's cool to have stash limits. It's cool to have cap limits. I think cap limits are actually pretty great uh, because it's even that's cool to have limit limits. I mean, if you want to put a limit mm. on the amount of limits, that's excellent. I think we, need uh, we can help by getting rid of the uh, a script limit. Yeah, uh, I think stash limits are okay, but mustache limits definitely shouldn't happen. We should that's true. Limits. Since we've started this podcast, the um, you know the mustaches have grown exponentially, um, and soon almost Ken by double. Is growing one. Yeah, it's 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 like a double. Mm-hmm. It's a double Ken mustache. A mustache. It's just not on the part of him that you can see right now. Hmm. So. Let's move on to the other thing in the news. What's happening on the 26th? Uh, there's the, uh, I'm pretty sure I got that date right, but it's the quality of life update that everybody's been talking about. Yes. Uh, that, that has um, the stash limit increase, the tabs. We talked about this last time on the show of the, the amount of things. So if you really want us to go, if you really want us to go in depth of this patch, let me tell you, we do, uh, just not in this episode because it's in the last episode. Yep. Yep. Well, cool. Awesome stuff. I know I'll be doing some of the double XP and, you know, selling a bunch of my extra junk I have. And the quality of life stuff sounds awesome. So, all right. Well, let's move into our discussion about shelters. Yes. We kind of talked a little bit about this. Ken has a ton of experience building his um, his underwater majestic utopia. It really is majestic. Can we call it that? Sure. <laughs> Okay. All right. I want. Okay. I want you to do. I want you to do like, like a like. Could there be like virtual like art expos or something like that? You know, where people like there needs to be like some sort of art expo. <laughs> yeah, where, where you can. Like, I, I feel like. I feel like it's a museum of contemporary art. Yeah. Display it. I feel like at the end of this stuff, I'm like, but it should just be shelters. And then I either come up with some version of the Fallout 76 art project, which is great, or I come up with something that Wastelands Network's already doing, which is right. also great. <laughs> which, if you should, if you, we haven't had them on the show. I don't think we've had um, anybody that runs that, but you should check out the uh, Fallout 76 art project. They do a lot of interesting stuff. I've enjoyed the album like covers the that they did. Appalachian Howie and Pantagruelia, I think, yep. are the two that run that. Hmm. Yeah, what was our discussion? Uh, what are we doing here today? Hmm? We're talking. We're talking about shelters. Uh, so, I guess the first question is, why should people care about them? Like, w- there was a lot of buzz. They released them. Some people, I'm sure, have been using them more than others. Ken's building awesome things. I'm using mine as like go in it, build five things, get my uh, daily score thing, go b- go back out because I haven't figured out what to do with them yet. Uh, but I'm also not a great builder. But I think people who are great builders probably very much appreciate them, right? So, why should why should everybody? Is there a reason why we should all care about shelters? Let me tell you a story. 
Tell me a story. Rest yourselves, children. There we were, one year ago, building that beautiful home, that place where we could hang our hat and raise our family. And then all of a sudden it happened. We ran out of space. We could not build them anymore. And lo, the gods said, Fear not, for we shall grant you magic doors that take you into a parallel universe where you shall build whatever your heart desires. And we did. But then we discovered that that too had limits. The great sadness came when we discovered that the museum of our spoils, our museum of achievement, could not be. For stashes could not be in our shelters. And we were sad. Fair. But you can bring mustaches in shelters. So at mustaches least we are available in shelters. Um, yeah, so I, I mean, this was a, a total bummer. I had to, in the atomic shop. Um, yeah, I had, to, um, I had to brighten our day a little <laughs> bit there. There's an XO1 variant. There's an NCR Ranger variant of mustache. Mm, um, mm. Ooh, yeah, the, I, NCR mu- the NCR mustaches are the best. I think there's like the a, Western, big old thick Western some, mustaches. Yeah, like a nice Sam Elliott mustache. Oh, um, yeah. There was, I think there was a, a major disconnect um, in terms of expectations between what the community thought they were getting and then what we actually ended up with for one reason or another. Um, because I think when people are pictured these spaces where you can do anything in, people thought, that's great. You know, I can put my companions in there. Um, I can put crops in there. Um, you know, I can just have <laughs> right. displays filled with stuff that I can't put in the outside world because it takes up too much space. So right. all the, the magazines... The, the dream of uh, having the underground weed um, for your base is, is, is all-time high. Yeah, so I, so I think because of that, once people got them, um, in PTS, I think I was just excited to be building them, but maybe because we're early adopters, uh, I, don't, I don't think that disconnect was maybe obvious enough in terms of reporting because I think it caught a lot of people off guard but people got there Mm. and were kind of like eh I don't know what to do with this I really don't care about it Um, I think the other flaw is that you can't put vendors down there Um, I think adding vendors when they did works really well because it invites people to to travel to your camp and check it out Um, so it actually gives your camp a purpose beyond just kind of existing it's something that you know you want people to come by and see and maybe get inspired by. Um, so you're you're suggesting that vendors would get people to go in your shelters? I think so, and I would hope so, yeah. I think you would have to have some sort of sign to let them know, like, vendor in shelter. Like, you know, like, because some people, and this is, this is a weird thing, some people hide their vending machines, which I, I guess if you're building, like, a trap camp, then that makes sense, because there's a reason for you to go find it, and so people are going to look around. But right. if you're not, like, put it out front. Put it freaking right out front of your place so that people, when they come up, they see it, and then they buy your junk, you know? Like, people, I don't I don't uh, get that. Some people like you to hunt. I guess. I guess. So, I would be concerned. Yeah, I would be concerned that putting it in your shelter would be just another layer of abstraction from getting anybody to use it. Unless there was, like, when you clicked on it on the map, like you would to travel to their camp... It, it it asked you, are you looking, you know, do you want to purchase from them? And if you, you said yes and it happened to be in the shelter, it would warp you into the shelter rather than into the the camp and then you have to go find it. Hmm. It's from like a user 
interface ex, you know experience that would be easier otherwise you're just you know and and if it's too hard to find the vending machines it would defer it would dissuade people from going and, and looking for them as often um but yeah you'd have to have some messaging around that or yeah. something to make it easier but it, it would make sense if you want to put it down there that you have the option to i think it could, it could work theoretically so, so i think that's not being a programmer <laughs> so i think that's um people were disappointed with them and then the other thing in in terms of what when you the small shelter that you get for free as part of the quest line is a, a good size that's easy to decorate but when you get to the size of the atrium um one that's like decorating a cathedral for all intents and purposes it is just massive um so i think a lot of people get analysis paralysis with trying to figure out what the hell can i do with all this space um it also it has some janky rules that you have to find creative ways to get around um like you should be able to some of the stuff that's just part of it like random barrels uh and crates and stuff that you don't want you should just be able to remove or they shouldn't be there at all um because you can't put down flooring effectively and completely redesign the space you can only put flooring in certain parts, even if you float it, which is just a little odd. Um, yeah. So you lose yeah. the ability to really reinvent the space to a degree. Even when I was building the Rapture Shelter, I had to wall off certain sections and even create double or triple walls in order to make the flooring work and kind of redesign the shape of this place. Um, so that makes it a little difficult. Um, lighting controls, I think, would be amazing. You should be able to control the lighting or just switch off the lighting completely if you wanted to. Um, yeah, it would be really cool to put, like, to use different, like, settings. So, like, bright, you know, light everything up or twilight, make it a little bit darker. You know, nighttime, turn them off. Yeah, um, I mean, Even to just have those three kinds of options could be really cool. Yeah, I mean, even if somehow they took the rules that apply to exterior lighting and tied it to a button where you could control the lighting somehow that would be something that way you just you're able to customize the space a little more because the the larger that main lobby is so bright um that you kind of have to get creative if you use flooring as a ceiling um uh, i don't know why this works but it does you drop it down um close to the light source so you use the floor as a ceiling you drop it scrap it and then drop it again if you keep doing that it starts to cut um the lighting incrementally so for some <laughs> reason it works as a fader um almost like the the rules of the shelter still assume that there's a floor there even though there isn't right so you're like right. layering it um that's one of the tricks that i used in rapture to to make certain parts of it dark like it was in bioshock um particularly like that first entryway you want it to be nice and dark not really well lit um, so that was one of the tricks that I did. Another thing you can do is um, with double and triple walls, because you can stack stuff, um, you can create the illusion of depth. So if you want to put windows in, you can set another wall further back, um, like I did with the glass walls. And then I just took a, a wall with blue wallpaper, so it made it look like you were staring out into the ocean. Um, mm -hmm. You could also make other designs. Um, I also did it for store window displays um, where I had the glass wall. Um, I put a bunch of stuff inside there and then I put another wall behind that 
um, at an angle, so it made it look like a, a store window display. Um, so there's a bunch of different things that you can do. You just gotta, you kind of gotta work with its quirks, um, like you do with most of 76's camp building, um, which hopefully I think will will change. Uh, I think we're getting towards that free build mode that they teased here on the show a little bit, which should be kind of mm-hmm. cool. The, I have had a little bit of experience with shelters, so I'm normally a big builder um, when, it, when it comes to camps. I've always done like elaborate builds and kind of freshened it up. Um, every three months, I like to do a new one every season because here's the thing. If I just keep building and destroying and building and destroying, then I should just like get out my Legos uh, so that I can just play those uh, because, you know, Legos great um beside the point <laughs> the the shelters i have found that i'm not it, it is daunting especially with that atrium shelter if you were just a new player and you're getting into it i think that the uh the workout room or utility room i think it was a workout room because it looks like a boxing den it does, um yeah. that one i think is kind of fun and gives you some chance to experiment and, and do stuff with the, the atrium is a whole different thing and i got to thinking about why i like to build in fallout um and that's kind of why i've been playing fallout 4 um i find that the the allure of building in fallout and, and like from, from a core value level for me comes from taking things that had existed before like a gas station or a shack or a um like drive-in theater or stuff like that and and then redoing it and building my own things on top of that so that you're kind of every settlement in in fallout is taking what's there and then repurposing it for purposes when you look at you know rivet city when you look at um yeah it's thematically accurate right right to the world yeah. Right. And so, like, that is kind of the the dream is to take the confines of, of what the world has kind of left and then to, to, to build on top of that. And so when I was thinking about it, it's like, what would I like from the from the base level? What would I like to do? And it's like, well, I think it would be cool if people could build camps in like closer into cities or closer into structures. Like you're walking through the city, you come across somebody's. Like, it's not out of the way. You come across it naturally when you go to Watoga or whatever. And somebody has made this, like, giant, like, you know, fork-in-the-road madhouse that, like, you can't escape or you can't, like, go around. You got to go in it and stuff. Like, right. to me, that's that's part of the, the... The allure back then was running into camps randomly and just kind of figuring out what was there. Um, so, shelters... And how they're rolling them out is kind of interesting because it's it's kind of like reverse or inside out of what you would normally do in, in Fallout 4 or, or what I would imagine you would build. Mm. So you're taking a pristine preset, location, yeah. Preset interiors and then kind of like building in. And I, I got to thinking about um oh what was it? The uh the DLC, the vault DLC for Fallout 4 that allowed you to build that vault um, in there. And, was, was it Vault 88, I think? I think so, yeah. yeah. Um, 
and you had a lot of you had a lot of prefabs that you could build and and the point was like i think you were like putting in some weird technology that was there's some lore and some different stuff i'm sure there's a fall lore cast episode somewhere about that um <laughs> i don't think there is i don't think i've done one on that yet but uh, well, it should be on my list on that, sure. Tom. Yeah, i know right i'm slacking th- Gear three, Fallout Lorecast, you know? That's I'm a, like 127 episodes in. I still Season haven't three, that. Vault 88, a four <laughs> episode exclusive. Vault 88 <laughs> is just like, you should do the lore of Vault 88, and that just should just be a year of your content. It's just, you know. There you go. There you 52, go. 52 different people's Vault 88s. Anyways, so th- <laughs> there was, for that, even though you were building a vault, and you were building interiors, you were kind of doing like you are in what people are doing in the atriums, where they're building their own rooms within the atrium and trying to disguise what the the atrium actually looks like. They're trying to, like, essentially suspend disbelief. Like, you're on a movie set, like, when you're on the movie set in the western town, and, and you have the lights, and you have the different stuff, and you're looking around, but really you're in a, a giant warehouse somewhere in Hollywood. Um, I don't know how many times you guys are on a Western set a year. For me, it's zero. Um, but that's how I'd imagine it would be. <laughs> hmm. So Dave's still waiting for that call from his agent any day now. Yeah, I'm trying. You know, I'm trying to get my extra game up there. You know, trying to trying to be. Uh, you know, for all the hit westerns that they're making nowadays, I need Dances to be back. Dances with Chaffins. <laughs> <laughs> so, so I'm kind of. I, I wasn't sure what shelters would be. And if you go and you play the, um, there's some Creation Club content. Um, one is like, uh, it's like a, essentially it's a blank canvas, which you can build on in Fallout 4. And I think it's like related to like, when you go to, I think his name's Dr. Brom. Is that right? Am I right on that? Where he has the, the, the Sunnyville where you got the little girl and then you're the oh, psycho Dr. killer. Dr. Stanislaus Braun from Tranquility Lane. That's yeah. Braun. Yes. Yeah. 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 Stanislaus yeah. Braun. Sorry. Stanislaus Braun. Yes. Anyways, um, there's like a, a DLC where you get in one of those pods and it takes you to a blank area and you can you can build and, 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 and do whatever you want. And I'm curious why that isn't a thing and why they have gone so hard on these predefined interiors that have like there's no like gray box. Like I would be pretty happy with a gray box where it's like there's a set entrance and then you're like, okay, I'm building floors, everything can be floating, I can do a number of different things. I mean, maybe I'm just looking, uh, you know, looking at camp builds that utilize the underhinge when you, uh, which is what we we lovingly call the the underside of the Fallout 76 world, where you like cook a thing and then all of a sudden you're below the world and everything is is white or black or something. Um, maybe, I'm thinking, <laughs> maybe I'm thinking about those builds, but uh, I feel like that that should be more of a thing. Um, that there should be, it should promote creativity, and it should like I feel like the vault utility room may be too small to actually do anything. And like you are not able to build a like oh I walk in and this is a recreation of you know my house or this is what I would imagine. Mm-hmm the um you know some some of the responders layers are going to be um but the atrium yeah, we were we were talking on just, it made me think real quick we were talking on the this last episode of the fault lorecast about the free states and how the free states created their own bunkers and this idea of using an atrium as a free state bunker could be a really cool way to operate that yeah um 
I, I haven't seen anybody do anything like that yet, but it doesn't mean it's not out there. I just haven't seen it. So but just a thought. I, I, I'm starting to think about like what I guess my point is the shelters really don't get a lot of um, like I feel like it's like their their essential values are off. And that's like such a weird like mm-hmm. highbrow high horse thing to say, but their essential values are not well manifest. We have. Uh, I mean, there are new shelter variants already in the game files that we just don't have yet. Um, and there's there's quite a few of them. Like one of them is a waterfall cave, whatever that is. Um, mm-hmm. So I think in so more future, natural environments rather than like yeah. Built. I think in future we're going to get more of those. If I had to guess, I think because this is such a new system. And I think the ability for you to build whatever without gravity um, and then you can turn off kind of snapping to, to, to do more finite adjustments. I think this is kind of dabbling their toe in the water a little bit um, to maybe test this system, um, much less these shelters, before maybe going too deep into giving us full reign to do whatever, maybe in more of a vanilla space. That's just a guess, but um, this could just be, you know, the initial phase of playing around with them a little bit. Yeah, I would imagine. That would make sense. To Hmm. me, and and the question that I have on here is, why should people care about shelters? Um, And I'm curious, why, like, why should people care? Like, who who is the target audience for shelters? And why should people care about them? I know it's Ken for his love of Bioshock. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think it's it's people who are creative builders who want to use that space for something that they can't do just with their regular, you know, above ground camp. Yeah, I mean, um, the other thing that I've seen that works really well <clears throat> is a lot of factions uh, and content creators are using them for events. Um, for instance, Shreds uh, over at the Elgato Pub um, turned hers into an underground boxing ring, so she has like. A whole bar down there with this awesome boxing ring um they just had their championship last weekend that uncle pete hines had attended and uh uh-huh. and even our group you know a bunch of us will will get down in there and mess around a little bit um we'll do laser tag or it's good for larger events where you just kind of want to get it from the outside world mm-hmm. um into a separate space and then do something creative that you can't really build as much um, above ground without tearing up your mm-hmm. camp. So for that, it's kind of good for entertaining. Yeah, I yeah. got to thinking about um, we had we had Fight Club seventy uh, um, last year. It's funny. It's funny about this because I think about this podcast, and we started this podcast right at the beginning of the pandemic, not really thinking about it. Um, but last year, what I'm trying to say is that they had set up a, a laser tag arena. I don't think it actually got used. But then I got to thinking about laser tag in general and where that stuff is at. And it's like somebody has taken a warehouse and modified the lighting and then put up um, like you know these risers or platforms or funny you know glow in the dark things. And I think about that and it's like I wonder if like that could be a thing. Like people are would make their own essentially like what you do with like old doom maps or um you know old halo stuff where you're just like making your own arenas 
Yeah. Like, that would be kind of cool. And it would be a good use of that, that big space. Um, because then it's like, there's some vertical, like verticality to it. It's more fun. Like, like I, I would love to play like capture the flat like that. That would be sweet. That would be fun. Mm-hmm. Create your own arenas. Yeah. Yeah. And that's what a yeah. lot of the, the appeal of, um, like, uh, uh, off the top of my head, like Halo, Doom, that kind of stuff. Like being able to go in there and, and, and create maps like that, and set up some game modes. I, I'm curious if if that's kind of a, a game plan is to to mess around with you know some of the variables when you're in the shelter, uh, especially because you 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 have to you have to like figure out what. Then it's a problem with teams in general. Maybe I'm getting too deep into it and just kind of mm-hmm. creating mm-hmm. my own my own wishes and wants eventually i would just like a cooking simulator where we're going around collecting ingredients and then you know we 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 have our skills and there's a quick time game and then when you sit down to play the guitar it's like guitar hero and we're just playing a bunch of old um (laughs) 1910s uh, you know carter ripoff songs where we're you know this string on the banjo is a is a b what was the what was the room in star trek next generation where you just like make whatever you wanted the holodeck the uh the holodeck. That's what I want. I want a holodeck. I want a room where I can walk in and I can just summon, I can turn the walls into whatever setting I want. So, if, you know, I want it to be, you know, sunset in the mire and it goes in the whoop. There's just like a setting that makes it look like that. And then you can place whatever objects or whatever you want that you can build mm-hmm. in there um, because then you could use it as like a studio in order to create machinima content or take pictures of things or whatever without actually having to go find a spot in the world you could just kind of build the set in order right. to do that i think that would be really really useful i think it would be cool to, to have that i think it'd be cool if i'm thinking about like hollow decking stuff like if you could be able to spawn just like uh enemies from the game like you're be able to spawn scorch yeah. or yeah or death Cloud, to like not to like you know oh i'm gonna like kill them and get a bunch of XP, like, more to test out weapons and to see what works and to oh, what, because often it's like, I'm guessing between two weapons and what the effects are, because every enemy has different resistances, and so maybe an explosive weapon works better, maybe a, uh, you know, I sure. have to say maybe a cryolator works better, but I can guarantee you that cryolator does not work better. <laughs> it does not. I can, I'm here <laughs> to tell you, it doesn't work better unless you're looking to maybe freeze some water, in which case that's your best bet, uh, but it's not work. But this idea would play into the idea of making arenas, whether they are like your own co-op against the environment that you create. Like you create, you know, hallways with monsters that you and your team have to go kill. Or uh, like having a boxing ring, you could have like a stadium with like Roman gladiator events, or you put, you know, uh, wastelanders in and then you spawn like can this wastelander take on three death claws and you spawn them in there and then they fight you know it becomes like this gladiatorial you know thing where you you root for your champion and you know and then they kill things they fight to the death or whatever you know you'd have all sorts of fun stuff going on yeah so i think we solved it guys i think i think this is it i think we solved it we need gladiatorial arenas i think i think that makes i think that makes sense my question to you all is I think that they're going to start expanding on shelters. I think that they are, are really going to put their, you know, put their time into what building is and put that into shelters and how they can improve that process and what they can be. But I'm curious, do you all think 
like that there should be some improvements just to the camp system in general. I often think that that the whole there is like something special about your camp within this game where it's kind of like you know when you're when you're listening to a a, a tabletop RPG or, or something like that. There's always like this inn or tavern that everybody goes back to. That everybody's like, all right, we had a great experience here. We went out there, we killed the the dragon and we got all of our experience and now we're going to have a drink and we're going to spend our money and we're going to get all the stuff. Like, I feel like that this one, this, this series really puts the emphasis on having your camp and to have that, like, Oh, go out and do these things, especially the low level where it's like, go out and I'm going to scrap like 20 sawed off shotguns to go get, you know, off my mods for the the different things that I'm trying to build where you're like going off Mm -hmm. and and coming back. Um, I'm not sure that shelters are, are like, how often you're going in your shelter other than to build it. Cause once you build it, then it's just showing your friends around and enjoying it yourself. But like, if you're actually like playing the, the game as it is, you're not really much going back in there. So I'm curious if you all had any ideas for, for enhancements to like your camp in general. Um, I want no rules. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, I want. I think. I think. Anytime you have a load screen, you also have a barrier. Yeah. Right. Anytime you have yeah. any, uh, like we all know, convenience is huge, and the fact that you ha- have to consider, okay, do I really want to wait for a load screen to go in here, rather than just to open a door and walk into a room? And I know you can't do that. It's instanced. It's not the way the technology works. But my mind goes to what if I could just incorporate this like it's a natural room in the rest of my camp. And I could just go through a door and now I'm in the shelter part and then go out another door shelter and go back into another room in my camp and kind of augment space that way in some weird I don't know make your thing bigger than it actually is but make it still feel like part of your thing because it it definitely feels separate you know like you've got your camp and patch in the ground and then you've got this whole other thing yeah, it. I think it, and it has to be because of server stability at this point, which is the only kind yeah, of totally. To, I I would love to see. Totally, I, I totally get the that logically this is probably not feasible, but um, I think that's the difference of it feeling like or something oh, right. else or not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If some of the rules would allow for more creativity, um, being able to build on or underwater would be great. Um, being able to yeah. stack foundations, which you used to be able to do, you can't anymore, um, would be great. I'm not sure why that was undone, but um, just being able to, to also bulldoze terrain, you can um, do that with some terrain, but not all of it. Like there are some large trees that make it really hard if you're doing a large base. Um, it's hard to find flat land. Um in the mm-hmm. world that's like perfectly flat where you can build and not have to worry about trying to finesse it a little bit when there's trees or giant rocks in the way or the, the land slopes in a weird way um, so being able to really bulldoze would, would be great yeah, I'm, thinking, I'm thinking about like stuff that I, I would really into like. the ground yeah dig Even. In. like take a room make a room and then insert into the ground and then it removes the part of the ground that would have been the open room or something like minecraft Minecraft. <laughs> that's true uh, yeah that, i'm sure about... these are very tech large technological hurdles though i don't think they're anything on the priority list for what we're going to get i think there should be more reason to go back um i'm thinking about 
just management and how uh, you know a lot of games like i'm thinking about um, other games that, that are in a, kind of a similar state as like no man's sky or minecraft or uh, stuff like that where there's like a management part and so like you can go deep into um no man's sky of being like okay i'm going to be a trader of Gecknip or whatever fictional plant that they have um, and just like figure out and, and plan out a farm that's massive and huge and, and, and you're managing that and it takes up some of your time and so over the course of, of, of time you're, you're kind of almost have like this like second job where you're trying to figure out how to how to do that. Um, I did that for a while with water, um, just of like finding the, the perfect way to have the most water purifiers in there, but I feel like that there could be a better way um and, and maybe more options for um management of resources crops um you know your collectron collects stuff but you don't really have that much control over the efficiency of it or the the, the amount or the or, or the size like i feel like that there there is some stuff that maybe they're that, like that they had they had in um uh, fallout 4 where um you could assign settlers to correct collect scrap and then it was like oh a management game of of oh are they collecting enough of this and then when they had the raider um the raider expansion it was talking about collecting caps and having enough people to defend this like and obviously like you're not going to be able to have like a, a town of, of any sorts but maybe you know, figuring out ways to have um some some long-term progress for ways to build up your camp other than just getting plans and building stuff because pretty much once you have all of your your tables um and and you know maybe your your rad shower or something like that you've got everything you need like you don't there's not anything else that you really really need that you don't you can't get either through the atom shop or, or through game pretty much after level 10 or what have you so huh yeah i don't know i don't i don't really have any other thoughts on shelters outside of this stuff um this has been probably one of the one of the most negative episodes come out on of, of well <laughs> you know like, I, I don't think that it's, it's bad it's in pc gamer yeah. magazine or whatever it's like right, the right. most beautiful thing and they're like let's tell let's talk about how much this sucks <laughs> how all the limitations no, but yeah i it's just it's you know i I think that the things that you can do are great it's just it's just like anything else if something's fun you want to do more of it and if you can't then you you hit that limitation if you didn't enjoy it at all there'd be no nothing to complain about other than just like i just don't like it and i think part of it too is is um unlike camps where we see a lot on the surface and they're very visible shelters aren't um like even if you're visiting a, a camp it's a little weird to go into someone's shelter. Like it almost feels like going into a personal space. Um, Whereas a camp, you know, you kind of go in and you have an excuse to be there because you're shopping. Whereas a shelter is kind of like, Oh, I'm going to bust it in your house. Here I go. Right. Um, And not everybody's like a Southern lady. That's going to be like, Oh, welcome (laughs) to my home. This is Southern lady. This is where we have all of our casseroles. And here is the guest bedroom. Oftentimes we have visitors here. The most recent vid- visitor has been Councilman Mary. The, you know, Would you like off. a mint julep? <laughs> like, no, nobody's going to be spending the time to do that, you know? Like, un- unless it's their friends, which is what I always say. I feel like I need to park Beckett by the entrance now in a Civil War outfit. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome. 
charm the bees. Well, all right then. I think it's time to get out the uh, Braxa box. Who wants to do oh, this week's? Dear. Tell me, I, I did last week's. Yeah, um, tell me last. Yeah, you did. Yeah, so I should do it. You should. All right, all right. Let me do a disclaimer. Let me do a disclaimer. I didn't proofread this. Um, so you, that you makes could it be fun. getting yourself into a whole mess trouble. All right, we're just gonna have to see what what happens. Well, here we go. I'm up on my boxes. Rants. Why the hell are there only four daily ops locations? WTF? They want everyone to grind out daily op daily, and they have only had four locations in the last five months. To give us some variety. Seriously, it should take one junior developer half an afternoon to drop a few beacons down into some random dungeon locations across the Fallout 76 map. Don't even get me started on the stupid Daily Settlers photo quests, which have next to no variety either. Oh, and two endgame bosses and zero raids? You bet. Also, how hard is it to design fun weekend events for people to participate in? They made the dumb hunter event and called it a day. Let's just repeat treasure hunter every month and rotate it with our best weekend event idea of all time. 25% purveyor items. I love fall. But the lack of engaging daily content slash quest is infuriating and is such lazy. That's it. That's there's that's, that's the end of the rant. It is such lazy. It, what it do you guys think? Such, Tom, you are such <laughs> and, lazy. And it's such lazy. There's a lot uh, to unpack there. I often uh, think that okay, here let me as we always do, let me get out my smaller soapbox and that video gamers are entitled. <laughs> uh Daily Ops has only been out for uh just a few months. And uh, I don't know if anybody remembers playing vanilla World of Warcraft, but there weren't that many dungeons. I mean, in comparison to what they have now, <laughs> they don't have that many. If we look at vanilla Destiny, they had like maybe like three strikes when they first did it, which is the equivalent of a dungeon. Uh, they didn't have raids until uh, like a, a year or so into it. Um, they're trying to figure out what they're what they're doing with the dungeons, and finally, want, they have a good idea. I want this person to get the job for the day of a junior developer and see how much they can accomplish it's also, in half a day of work. It's not something for a junior developer because it's not like you just can put beacons in a space. For one thing, you have to define that space as an instance. Um, and then you also have to work on pathing for anything that you put in there. Like It's not just something that you can do in an afternoon. It takes timing and planning. Right, and testing and yeah, and seeing I mean, does, does everything trigger at the right time? Does like there's so much time that it takes to put into something like this just to get it to work? Not to mention to create a completely separate mode from a zone that exists in the game, but not under those same circumstances and rule sets. It's 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 way more than just that, right? Yeah, it's not that easy. And I think a lot of people are yeah. coming into. I guess what I would say is the um, the maybe the the golden age of, of fallout 76 is more in comic books since because it was like the first time that comic books were were um considered uh, of, of value to the rest of society um when a lot of us were were playing in, in the dark ages of fallout 76 and enjoying ourselves um there mm-hmm. wasn't a lot of completely figured out systems like we all remember times before they had script 
and before they had oh yeah all of these times right and so now they're seeing this game has been active for what now two years that's two or i guess this will be year three this year um and i think they see that and they're like oh yeah two years of development and really what that was was a year of like we need to figure out what we want to do with this game and then now we have a year of like let's implement that and now we're starting yeah that's all we've had yeah and and now we're starting to be like okay we have a foundation let's let's build on that in the middle of a global pandemic (laughs) right this isn't i mean it's not like it's not like skyrim where you build this massive thing uh, and then there are all these side quests. This is a live service game. Um, and particularly because of the pandemic and everything. It's not like they've been in the office. So that's complicated the way in which they work, much less the way they develop. Mm. And it's it's interesting how... Yeah, there's a lot more to it. It's, it's interesting how companies are, yeah. are, are adapting to the the pandemic and how releases of certain games are being kind of held up as like a hey we don't want to do it this way and so we're just going to use the pandemic and say you know this is actually kind of tough so we're just gonna it'll it'll happen when it happens and everybody collectively is like all right sounds good because what are we we're gonna be like no we need we demand that you come in here and and make this content for us on a timely fashion dance for me Dance for me, monkey. Dance. <laughs> Dance, monkey. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I th- I say, good job, team. We- I would love more locations, but I think four's fine. I don't... It doesn't really matter to me that I keep going to some of the same locations. It really is not a big deal. Yeah. It's fine. Um, sure, add, add a little more variety. Add some other locations. Add some other variants for enemy types or, you know, mutations or whatever we're going to call those. Um... But yeah, it's. I think it's totally fine. And daily ops is the kind of thing that you can grind if you want. But it's also just kind of fun to do once or twice a game session. Just kind of jump in and do it. Yep. You, you know, know. I think uh, you also. Uh, even though now there's there's really a singer a single player experience now more than there was in the beginning. I still haven't completed the new Brotherhood quest line. And I think part of it is... Have you finished Wastelanders? Did you manage to finish Wastelanders? I did, just before Christmas. Um, When... Nice. I think when you... If if you're running with a group or you're hanging with a faction or you get involved in that way, because you're entertaining each other so much and then just having fun together, I think there's less of a pressure for you to really speed through the experience that's there. So I haven't mm-hmm. really missed. Dave's still laughing at me. <laughs> That's okay, Dave. By the time I finish the Brotherhood of Steel quest line, we'll be in like year five of. I can't. Um, I can't imagine what what your you know. It, it, imagine if Cyberpunk was multiplayer, you would be like, I don't know, at the character creation screen now. Still, probably. I took a good Aww. five and a half hours tinkering with my character in Cyberpunk. I'm sure you don't have to tell me, man. <laughs> Um, uh, what uh, a game that I would like to play with you right now um, to kind of round out the show is I want you to pitch me your daily off. Um, so I will start uh, just because I've I've come up with this idea, and as as an example, I will I will now pitch it. Um, instance area uh, would be the Greenbrier or the White Spring. I keep on saying the Greenbrier because it looks exactly like it, and so in my head is just the Greenbrier. 
um, mm, okay. white spring. Um, mole rats have come in, and there is an infestation of the mole mm. rats. And you need to go around to each of the rooms and um, clean up their messes. Um, so this is like a quick time, like not a quick time, but like a oh, there's a pile of rubbish. You need to press X or A or whatever to pick up the rubbish and kill the mole rats. Um, and then there's mole r- miners that are controlling the mole rats. Um, and it's, it's, you know, we're going to call it, um, housekeeping, uh, housekeeping. my, my, my daily off housekeeping. All right. Ken, do you have any ideas? Um, mine would be in lucky hole mine. The moth, uh-huh. the mothman cultists are down there committing ritual sacrifice, trying to wake the interloper. And you have to uh, stop them at each one of the ceremonial sites in order to stop the interloper from awaking. So you can have like some Ooh. some creepy like Ooh. cave shaking, uh, rock falling kind of animations like you have with Earl. Um, and you have mm-hmm. to kind of go through and then just defeat waves of Mothman cultists. Nice. And nice. in the end, I you love have, like, it. tentacles kind of flying out of the wall. So you gotta you, know, <laughs> you, you gotta. <laughs> You got to do something to put him back to sleep, like maybe some gas or use the dark gun or something. There you go. There you go. Um, so I'm thinking, what if what if we had something with more verticality, like a section of the mire? So the mire with the, with all the uh, overgrowth vines and stuff, and the uh, the trees that you can climb up in, like that one section with like the big vertical base oh, that's house. like up in the trees. Yeah, treehouse. Yeah, yeah. And um, you can run across like rope bridges and go to different sections, but sometimes the enemies are above you and shooting down at you, and sometimes you're above them, or and you have to move from each area. Basically, have to like clean out the the group of you know I guess the raiders or whoever happens to be in that zone. And of course, with the daily ops, you'll swap out different types of enemies for the for the thing. But you're you're basically like cleaning out the that section. But then, if you want to do something really wacky, like you've got with tentacles, you could have like vines and weird, you know, plant creatures or something trying to chop your face. And here's a bonus one. For for something simple, why not take the workshop mechanic and apply it towards foundation or crater? Whoever you're allied with, at certain times of the day, the base will come under attack. And depending mm. on which side you, you sided with, you have to go defend it. So if it's crater, you head to crater mm. and help them defend against, you know, waves of like Mirelurk queens and uh, Mirelurk mm-hmm. hunters and all this crazy stuff kind of attacking because these two massive places exist uh, you go to a workshop and you build yourself a goddamn workbench and then all of a sudden here comes the, the scary horde they're like you know playing music and drinking and there's nothing going on <laughs> everyone's just right. staying clear away uh, those places are, are major targets where nothing happens Remember the days when those used to be pretty lucrative when they were just giving out instead of like ores and instead of like they were just like giving out a bunch of like actual scrap that was really, really valuable and oh, yeah. people fought over who controlled what. And that was the time. That was when that stuff was like I remember everyone would book it for the ammo factory and there was like constant PvP battles at the ammo factory. 
I remember because you, you could lock some of the doors, and so people would do that. And the, the turret placement on the inside, where you could like elevate turrets off of the uh, the, the assembly line, yeah, uh, or structures. Um, and then people were putting up gates and different stuff, um, and, and building. Oh, they were building. That's right, bathroom uh, like outhouses. <laughs> because those are the <laughs> cheapest things that you could build, and nobody could really like if you put them in the doorway, um, you couldn't really get past that. Uh, <laughs> those are the good old times. I tell you what, one episode the good old times. Get our, get our rocking chairs and a glass of whiskey, and we just need to talk about the good old times. Well, I mean, they did put out Wow Classic. Maybe they should put out Fallout seventy six Classic. <laughs> Do you know what um, I want to see come back? <laughs> the, for some reason, they retired it. I think because nobody was doing it. The Civil War reenactment at the fort was a a year one kind of treasure. It was a really unique event where you could either be Union or Confederate. Um, And it was a base defense. Either you'd have to attack the fort or defend the fort. Um, Yeah. Mm -hmm. I kind of, now that there's more players, I think if that was in the game and people knew what it was, I think that would be really fun. In the same way that Monster Mash kind of is. I remember I did that event a lot because there was a um, there was a quest that, and I think it's still it's one of the side quests where you're collecting, um, I think tokens or something for the mayor of Grafton. Yeah. Um, and they had a machine that was up near Prickett's Fork, and when the game first launched, those machines were bugged. Um, and so people were, were putting out theories of, like, oh, if you do Prickett's Fork and then you're on the Civil War, the the, uh, the Confederacy side, and you defend the fort, then you could do the, go get the token from the machine or whatever. So I remember doing that a lot of trying to get different ways to be like, I wonder if this machine will activate. Turns out it was just entirely just broken. <laughs> it was just, broken. Yeah. <laughs> huh. I, um, the other thing that Ken's idea made me think of, other than defending your place, whether it's Foundation or the where the Raiders are, um, would be to attack the other one. Like, there's an event where you go mountain attack, so you, you kind of bust in, you take out whatever, let's say you're attacking the Raider base, so you take out the Raiders, you have specific things that you're trying to take back, like maybe they stole your food, and there's food outside somewhere, you have to go get the food out, and then you go into the base, and you have to go inside and take the food, and then like there's one of the, you know, not named characters, like the named characters are all out for the moment, doing whatever their Raider stuff is, but there's some sort of, you know, Raider power armor boss dude down at the bottom who's like, you never take your food back, and then you fight him off, and take your stuff and then leave that kind of thing i'm curious if they're saving some of that stuff for the um how do they call them the expeditions is that what they're calling them Mm, yeah well i think that's That's what they were called that sounds familiar i'm still very curious and i'm curious if that's like that may be one of the i think that i I don't think we're going to get a big update until probably like may or june at this point um, mm-hmm. I, f- I feel like that that that's probably going to be tied on to maybe the second half of the, the of the Brotherhood of Steel. Yeah, that makes um, sense. That would make yeah. sense. Yeah. All right, guys. Well, I feel like we've covered everything. You guys have anything cool to talk about before we we head out? Ken, you got anything fun going on? Not a thing. Just Not a uh, thing. No, nothing fun at all. No, we're in season two of the podcast, so we're busy doing that. Um, we did have um, a wonderful composer who's joining us and now actually is composing proper music, including including the Cryptid Creeps theme. 
we're, we're a, a year and a half later, Dave. But it's finally in pre-production right now. There, there actually is a really the uh, once he's done with it, I'll I'll give it to you to listen to. But um, it's it's it fits right in with with Mountain Men music. It's, <laughs> it's here come the banjos. Here come the banjos. That mountain metal. Yep. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm excited. Yeah. Cool. Dave, you have anything going on? Uh, uh no. I've got some. I've got some. Uh, some projects I've been. I've been. I've been working on um, stuff that you all like. I've been making some mead, um, but you all can't taste or see that. So uh, <laughs> that's probably why am I even talking? Who am I? What am I? Um. I've got some stuff on the on, on the burner here uh, that maybe we can talk about later. Uh, but uh, a little piece of fact for you is that there is an abandoned town in the middle of the uh, New Gorge State Park. I learned this recently, that they were originally mining coal. And this is where the, the, uh, the gorge bridge is. They were originally mining coal, and they could only do it on their bellies. And so they needed to take it up the mountain. And they had this big assembly line bridge thing that they had to ship coal up the mountain. And in the 50s, Henry Ford bought this because he wanted to fuel all of his plants with coal. But none of the trains were able to run to the New River Gorge Bridge because all the train people were out to get him. So he ended up selling it to the bank, to which there is now an abandoned town in the New River Gorge. So that's my fun fact. Mm-hmm. That's it. There's just an abandoned town. <laughs> Thank you for the fun fact. Yeah. And that was our fun fact of the day. Brought to you by KFC's original recipe. Now available. We'll be back I love, next time I love with another fun fact. I'll use my time as, as best as I can. And that's an asbestos joke. Woohoo! All right. Well, uh, let's see. Do you have anything going on? I've got... I've got... Uh, what what do I have going on? Well, friends, I have my regular podcasts happening at robotsradio.net, where you can find all the podcasts from the network, including this one. And I also am streaming during the days where I'm doing my podcast editing sometime after about 10.30 a.m. Usually, I was, I was uh, streaming a little bit early today, hanging out with some people. It was a lot of fun. Good times. Good friends. I can be your work buddy. Come hang out with me. Twitch.tv slash robots radio. Alright, well that's that's what I've got going on. Thank you. Thank you, everyone. Thank you. Thank you. You can <laughs> sit down. Thank yes, thank you. Um yeah, so that's I think that's it. Guys, thanks for thanks for joining me. Always fun talking stuff. I'm excited to talk more next time when we should have some uh updates to talk about with the um quality of life improvements and things. Yes. Which I agree. Should be good. Quality of life will improve from now until the next time that we talk. There you go. It's a guarantee. There you go. And I hope all of your qualities of lives, Im- all your life quality, all your lives improve in qual. Goodbye, folks. We'll see you later.
when a wasteland detective and a vault girl cross paths, no criminal is safe. You're both under arrest. Don't move a muscle if you know what's good for you. Based in Bethesda's Fallout series, follow Walter and Bunny as they traverse the Texas Commonwealth and New Vegas, busting big crime rings. We'll need all we can to expand into Vegas territory. And surviving anything the wasteland can throw at them. It's him! It's the Mothman! Featuring a series of nail-biting narratives and guest stars from across the Fallout community. It's anybody's guess what thrilling case is up next. War never changes, does it, Bonnie? No, it certainly does not. True Vault Escapades, a Fallout audio drama. Available anywhere you get podcasts. Podcasts.